Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. The great and our teammate Johnny Avello joins us now. DraftKings Director of Race and Sportsbook Operations. So here's what's pretty cool. DraftKings has the best contest going. So they've got one, the ultimate survivor. It's a $10,000 entry fee, winner take all, $100,000 in guarantees. Then they also have the 50K entry pick'em contest, which is cool. I'm going to have Johnny explain those two. But also, if you don't have the cash and you just want to get involved, DK NFL Survivor Pools, they've got the micro, a dollar entry, the mini, a $10 entry, main event, 100 high roller, 1000 So you get the idea. The menu is vast. And as we say hi to Johnny, Thank you, Johnny, for joining. Why don't we start with the ultimate survivor, which is $10,000 to enter? Yeah, that's when we just launched this week. Um, you know, we wanted something to go along with the pick'em contest for the heavy hitters. And so we said, let's do a, a 10 grand survivor. Um, you know, it's the pools maybe are not as big as if you were in one of those you know contests where there's 800 entries but you don't have to be the 800 guys um there's only going to end up maybe being 20 30 guys total in both of these contests so you're shooting for a lot of money you're going up against uh, a minimal amount of guys so you know our goal was to just launch a large contest um and then eventually this thing will grow because we're in so many jurisdictions Love it. And then how about the 50K as far as the entry pick'em contest? Yeah, yeah, that one has a million-dollar guarantee on it. Uh, the winner, and of course, it's it runs like all our other pick'em contests. Pick five games per week against the spread. Uh, you can pick the Thursday night game and then pick four others later in the week. You have until the kickoff of the... 10 o'clock games here on the West Coast, 1 o'clock games on the East Coast to get your your selections in. Uh, you get a week off. Uh, if there's one week that you're not interested in or your vacation, you can take that week off. And there is no week 18 in any of our pick'em or survivor contests. We eliminate week 18. 
You know, the reason we do that is because there's so much volatility in that last week. Some games have no meaning. And so we, we thought that we would stick to the, you know, the first 17 had more meat in the schedule. Patrick, I, lo- I love the, with some of the things in there, and especially not the Week 18 one, because so many times it's a challenge and a crapshoot in terms of who's playing. It's almost like the fourth preseason game to a certain extent. Absolutely. Uh, so you can check true, them out right? over at DraftKings. Yeah, make sure you check them. And also, I mentioned the other options. Maybe just a second on these, Johnny, because like I mentioned, anybody can get involved with the NFL Survivor Pools. You've got the micro, the mini, the main, and the high roller which are for everybody. There's a price point for everybody there, guys. So, you know, you not everybody's getting a $50,000 pick or a $10,000 survivor, but there are people who can certainly afford a $10 pick contest. And, a, you know, you said the micro, I'll say $10 survivor. So uh, right. what we wanted to do is just make this available for everyone out there. Uh, people always hear about contests they can't get in them the price point's too high i don't think it's too high now because you just pick pick the one you want to be in johnny want to switch gears a little bit ask you a little about college football you used to make the lines that win and bring out the earliest college football lines on sunday so you're an expert in that particular area among other things uh alabama excuse me it's rare not to say alabama georgia Michigan and Ohio State. If you were to take these three teams to win the national title versus the field, what would you potentially make the number at? Uh, that number would be around one, those three, no Alabama, right? Just uh, Georgia, yes. Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. That number would be around minus 150. Uh, you know, somewhere in that area, it's, you know, it, it, it could be, it could be a touch higher, maybe 60, but, you know, calculating on what those odds are now, Georgia at a little over two to one, Ohio State a little over six to one, and Michigan about eight to one, That that's probably where it would fall. Patrick, would you take that play? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Look, you see college football right there on our board. DraftKings has got Georgia at plus 215 to win the national championship overall. So if you give me the other two that I'm all mentioned, Michigan, Ohio State in the mix, trim that down to $1.50 favored. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. You see Alabama, your second betting favorite at 6-1. to one. Just as an aside, I'm, I'm curious, what is this as far as number of football season that you'll be booking this year at DraftKings, but can you can you add them up, Johnny? Well, at DraftKings, this will be number six. Uh, for me, totally, since I've been in the business, we're going back to 1985. So we're talking, what, that's 15, that's 38 years. <laughs> what would you say the big difference is? Now, it just for betters that are just getting involved, and you know DraftKings does a great job you know, kind of bringing new betters along. Is it the popularity of college football kind of catching up and closing the gap with the NFL? What would you say the biggest difference is here in 2023? Well, when you go back, Patrick, you go back to 1980, you know, middle 80s, you only could watch a game or two on TV. Uh, Now you can watch just about every single game on TV. Plus the options now, for the better, just so numerous. Uh, you know, every game has 20 or 40 different ways to play it, along with the end game. And, you know, we're just getting started here. You, you'll, you'll ask me, okay, what's next? 
I don't know exactly what's next, but I can tell you there is a next. There's something else coming. So we continue to keep improving the betting options and, uh, you know, the way that bettors look at at games that are on TV. So uh, that's the biggest difference. We're, we're just growing. TV's helping us along a little bit, and uh, the, world is, the world is changing. Johnny, you guys come up with some very creative bets throughout the course of the season. I know here in the state of Nevada, there's some restrictions in terms of getting approval from the Gaming Control Board. Do you guys face some of those same challenges throughout the country when you're looking to create some of these unique prop bets that you have, where you have to have approval by each individual state's board to be able to put it in place? Yeah, we do. Uh, not all states are in acceptance of you know, the things that we want to offer. We do put it out there for all those jurisdictions to accept it if they would like. Uh, and some say no, some don't want to be the first. Some want to see how it works in other jurisdictions first. Eventually, it seems like everybody comes on board, but, uh, you know, not everybody jumps at them at first. Let's take that, you know, like the hot dog eating contest, the Oscars, some of those things we we only had one place take it initially. Now there's more taking it. Some still are not taking player props in college football. Um, you know, some are thinking uh, what we used to think in Nevada many, many years ago. Why would we offer Nevada and uh, teams in in the future book or our odds on Nevada teams? It's kind of ridiculous now when you think about it. So, you know, the hope is that everybody comes around eventually. Johnny Avello joining us here, Sharp Money, our teammate, of course, DraftKings and VEASAN. The preseason, the handle, kind of a proper weekend of football, Johnny. How'd it go there at DK? It went well. Um, the first week is a little bit tricky for the players, a little tricky for everyone. I mean, there are some angles, certainly, to betting preseason. Uh, you know, some coaches want to win. Some don't care about winning. Uh, third string quarterbacks could be starters on other teams. So, you know, all of the the obvious type of plays, but some don't dive in week one. Week two, I think, will be uh, the handle will probably be double maybe what week one was. Um, and since now we're limited on what those preseason weeks are, uh, you know, week three, the last week used to be nothing because everybody would saw enough. And now I think uh, week three will also be, uh, you know, fairly big handle. So, so far, so good. I know people are interested to have football back. Uh, you know, college football is going to start up here in a, in a week and a half or so, uh, two weeks. So looking for that to get kicked off. But uh I think this will be, I can always say this, guys. I really can say this with honesty. This will be our biggest football season ever. And the reason oh, yeah. I can say that is because we grow. And as we grow, we have more states and more people. And even in the states we're currently in, they continue to grow. And, you know, we we get more players from those individual states also. Johnny, real quick, I know you're a huge college football guy. Do you think the fact that Alabama, Georgia, some of the usual suspects, Clemson have dominated college football. Just overall, from an interest of betting futures, it's kind of maybe pushed people away. Because from my perspective, I don't think there's a ton of teams that can win the national title. Maybe at max a handful. Yeah, you're, you're probably right, Amal. I mean, you know, we, we always look for something down the line. We look at, you know, like USC got in the mix last year. They'll probably be in the mix this year, but, you know, their defense has to certainly improve. 
than much more than they had last year. And then you look at teams like Florida State and Texas and you know Penn State looks like they're going to have a pretty good football team, but a, being a pretty good football team doesn't get you to the promised land and seems like it's the same teams year in and year out and the odds are reflective of that. You said it well, Johnny, any price point. So again, get over to DraftKings, survivor pools for as little as a dollar, pick them pools for as little as $5, but the big dogs, the ultimate survivor, 10K entry fee, winner take all, $100,000 guaranteed. Also, the $50,000 pick them contest, which is going to be huge. DraftKings continues to grow, and it's good to have Johnny Avello in our corner, DraftKings Director of Race and Sportsbook Operations. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate the time. Always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You too, Johnny Avello, who is very much, you heard it, 85, been booking football, Vegas and all over, very much a legend in the game. We got through Auburn. When we return, why don't we fire him up, Chips? Little Central Michigan. Where's McIlwain with the shark? AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. 
That's vcin.com. Okay, we welcome you back. Thanks to the great Johnny Avello for joining us. We are into the 56th minute at Old Trafford, and it is nil-nil. Man U starting up at home, kind of a soft launch against the Wolves. New manager with the Wolves. Not a ton of expectations. As you said earlier, and Dustin said as well, the Wolves are an under team. The second fewest goals in the Premier League last year, and that holds true. Not a great look, though, for Man U here, Amal. No, not at all. And actually, Wolves have probably had the two best opportunities in this game so far. So I don't know what to make of this team. I mean, it's early in the season. We're only not even an hour into the season for Manchester United. So no reason to overreact, but not a great start at home. You would expect a better one here. And the effort from a defensive standpoint, I'll tell you what, Patrick, there have been some missed opportunities here for Wolves. And you would agree Eric Ten Hag would prefer a better performance from his team, Dustin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a he's a big, a high performance guy. He likes winning. That's what I know about him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, it's re- really well put. Um, speaking of winning, Central Michigan didn't do a lot of it last year. Four and eight. Here's the thing about Jim McElwain. If you look throughout his career, he generally will bounce back from a bad year with a big year. And across the F- FCS, I mean, he's you know, one. He's. Colorado State success jumped to Florida. Remember, it started off well for McElwain at Florida, and then it kind of spiraled. And now here he is at Central Michigan, which has been a ground for good coaches in the past. Brian Kelly, you know, Butch Jones. But this is a team, 4-8 and eight last year. The season win total set at 5.5 and in the MAC. Let's go through this. The offense was bad last year. The turnovers absolutely killed them. Yep. Uh, it was supposed to be a rebuild last year, and it was. Some close losses could have kind of turned it around and potentially made Central Michigan bow eligible. Uh, but here we go. Uh, Daniel Richardson has transferred to FAU. My guess is it's going to be Jace Bauer or maybe Burt Emanuel Jr., who's the bigger kind of dual threat at quarterback. Lou Nichols is a Packer, so that's not going to help him at running back. They do have Bailey and Lucas, who are good running backs. Uh, let's start here. One with McElwain entering I think it's year five with Central Michigan there, and also the offense of all. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Emmanuel. If that name sounds familiar, Bert Emmanuel, his dad, of course, played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. Good mobility, Patrick, good size, but uh, inconsistent in terms of throwing the football. And I think you're right. Jace Bauer is probably going to be the guy that ends up getting the start here. But this team overall has to improve on offense. They only scored less than 25 points per game and then protect the football. You cannot have 28 turnovers throughout the course of the season in 12 games, almost uh, two and a half turnovers per game. That was the difference on that side of the ball. Defensively, Look, they're not an elite team. Nobody generally is in the MAC. That's you look at and go, that's an elite defensive team. However, I think in this league, with the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball, you mentioned McElwain's uh, past successes. If they can kind of play to their strengths, run the ball, control the clock. You mentioned Nichols last year, not getting a ton of opportunities. Um, but to me, I think this is a team that could look to be bowl eligible. That would be a good season for them overall. Uh, but let's be real here: if the Chippewas wind up with a seven-win season, I think it's a huge success. I think the defense could be upper echelon of the Mac. I think you put it well when talking defenses in the Mac. It can be a little dicey, but I think they could be good to very good, digging through them a little bit. Five and a half is the win total. I mentioned McIlwain Dustin has a history of kind of bouncing back. How fast can the offense turn around? They were negative, like a minus 18 in turnover differential last year. It's not going to help them. They've got Notre Dame and Michigan State on the road, so those are two losses most likely. They've got... 
South Alabama on the road, you think, okay, there's a win as you kind of comb through central schedule, but they lost to South Alabama last year at home. They're in Mount Pleasant. They don't play Miami University, who's a big dog there in the MAC. We'll go through the schedule, but just your overview, Dustin, on Central. Well, to your point, he is the every other Anthony Davis of the MAC, Jim McElwain. There you go. He always bounces back. Seven wins at Florida, four. Or I'm sorry, three wins at Florida, eight wins at Central Michigan the next year, then three wins, then four wins, then. Oh, I'm looking at losses. Sorry, eight, three, nine, four. That's how it went. So it's back and forth, back and forth. He's not consistent. I actually think Jim McElwain is an underappreciated head coach. I won't call him underrated head coach. Feels like he's probably rated properly in that circle. But you got to remember, Dan Mullen did his winning with Jim McElwain's recruits. Like, Dan Mullen's two best seasons at Florida were the guys that McElwain got in there to play at, at in Gainesville. Uh, as far as this team goes... I think the MAC is a difficult league to navigate. And if you're not scoring points, which they didn't a year ago, you're not hanging with any of these teams because you have so many up-and-coming coaches who have innovated offenses and styles that they're trying out here, trying to get their next job. If you're not going to put up big numbers, you're not playing in that league, and that's why they failed a year ago. My vibe on Central Michigan, you mentioned the schedule. It's kind of tough. It's really tough. You brought up the South Alabama game. I love South Alabama. South Alabama is a team I've been betting on the last couple seasons. Uh, they have to go to Notre Dame. They're at Michigan State. Even though Michigan State stinks, Michigan State will probably beat them there. Like There are a few big tests on this schedule, and I don't know if they have the players to keep up. On the plus side, as far as scheduling, Dustin and Amal, Toledo, Eastern Michigan, Northern Illinois, who will be improved this year. They get them at home. I mentioned they're not playing Miami University. Max a good league. I mean, I use good in air quotes. Entertaining. Entertaining. It's a, it's an, and it's a competitive league. I, I think the challenge in the Mac guys, and you guys are right in what you summarized, but there are times when you look at a matchup and you go, this team should beat the other team comfortably, and they lose the game. Yeah. And then there are times where you don't expect them to beat someone, and they do just exactly that. They step up and beat a team that you wouldn't expect to. You know, Buffalo's gone down a little bit since Leopold left there. Akron Zips have had some major issues the last several years. Uh, we talked about Kent State losing Sean Lewis. Now, they don't, I, I think they, have, they don't have Kent on the schedule this year. They excuse don't. me. Uh, but... You know, you're, I think they're at the zoo playing the Broncos this year. The, it, these are games that they could potentially win, though. The, the difference between the top and the bottom in this league may be as narrow as any league in the country. Would, would you say that's fair? I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you got your Kent States, and sure. I don't think Western's going to be out. You're 100%, Dustin. I agree with you. Well-balanced. I forgot Western Michigan existed. Oh, come on, Kalamazoo? <laughs> I definitely forgot about Remember, their football PJ, program. P.J. Fleck had that program buzzing before yeah, he, he left for Minnesota. Based on the way things are going, he might be back soon. <laughs> why, why are you hating? <laughs> See, this is what you do. You start hating. Have either of you been to Mount Pleasant, Michigan, which is where Central Michigan is? I don't even know where that is in the state. I've been to a pleasurable it's just in the mount, middle, but not that one. It is. Um, there's casinos there. Oh, so you want, yeah, you want to do a road trip? Pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's you can you can literally go throw some cards. Uh, it, it's it's dark. It's gray. <laughs> it's in the middle of Michigan. I know this because my cousin lives in Midland, Michigan, which is close to Mount Pleasant. I it, it'll be look McElwain going into year five. Here's what I do know he's doing. He's on his computer pecking away trying to update the resume. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so, uh, that, that's a good point. If you're Jim McElwain at this point in your life. Why do you want the pressure of being the head coach of a program and everything that goes into it now when you can go probably be the coordinator at a bigger program? 
Because I think there's something to be said for running your own program. Not right? if you lose yeah. all the time. That sounds horrible. Yeah, you get paid extremely well, even when losing in college football. Oh, well, let's think no of an pressure. example. Let's think of an example. Uh, who did? Is it Sean Lewis that left the yep. Mac yeah, to go run to the go offense there at Colorado? Yep. See, my assumption there is I, we said it on Friday. My assumption is Dion said, I'm going to groom you to become the next head coach at Colorado when I leave for a bigger program. So Lewis leaves as a head man in the Mac, which is a, a respectable conference to go run an offense to your point, Dustin. I just don't want the grind of this league. This league is a pain. Like you had Dino Babers here a few years ago. You mentioned PJ Fleck. They're all Lance Leopold was here. like, they're always pulling guys out of this league. There's always some innovator that's going to make waves. It's so hard, especially when you're an older coach like McElwain year in and year out. What are you doing with your life? Like go kick up a little easier, <laughs> be the player's best friends, run a fun offense at a big program and go win a national championship. Why are you getting into his business? Like, why do you, you don't know. He might absolutely love when it gets dark at two 30 <laughs> in the afternoon and it's constantly dark and gray. He might love that vibe of Mount Pleasant, Michigan. You never know. You never, you never know. That's right. Babers Bowling Green before he left for Syracuse. Yeah. Ba Babers offense at Bowling Green was lit. Well, they, their defense has been getting lit up like he was playing against Babers' uh, offense in the last few years. I mean, they've been terrible. But, you know, you guys are absolutely right. This is a stepping stone league, unfortunately. I was thinking about a lot of the schools. A lot of the schools in the league are commuter schools. So you're not going to have the fan base and the fan support in a lot of spots. Eastern Michigan, uh, Western, similar situations. Toledo, these, these are all commuter schools. And while I talk, I'm not necessarily talking badly about Mount Pleasant, Michigan, but you just mentioned Eastern Michigan. You haven't lived until you've been to Ypsilanti, Michigan. <laughs> Make a point of it the next road trip to roll through. It'll take a couple of seconds. When we return, we're going to go NFL. Ted Wynn joins us from The Athletic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Sharp Money. Start a new week here on a Monday. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you had a nice weekend. Enjoyed the preseason football in the NFL. Amal Shaw, of course, Dustin Sweetelson. We are going to welcome Ted Winnen, who does a great job over at the Athletic NFL Film Analyst Writer at FB underscore film analyst on Twitter analysis, I should say on Twitter does a great job. But one of the guys that we're going to discuss them all Shaw, uh, when we connect with Ted is Anthony Richardson. Yep. And here's, here is what he tweeted. Uh, we saw a little bit of everything from Anthony Richardson. I think we have Ted in hi Ted and welcome to the show. The tweet. We saw a little bit of everything in Anthony Richardson's preseason debut, mostly good, but some bad. And I watched it as well, as we say hi to Ted. He threw a terrible pick, but he had a nice deep shot, which was dropped. So as you said, we kind of got everything. We saw, we saw a little bit of everything from Richardson with the Colts there. Yeah, you know, I, I thought if I was a Colts fan or in that Colts organization, I'd be very encouraged from what I saw from Anthony Richardson going against a very good Bills defense that uh, played a lot of their starters, actually. So uh, you know, in his first NFL action, he saw a real NFL defense, and I thought he um, performed pretty well. Uh, that interception that he did throw was ugly. It was on his first drive, uh, but it, it, it was a blitz coming from the slot, 
um, and he expected it to come, but the, and but the he expected the slot receiver to basically break his route off a little early and give him a hot target to throw to. His slot receiver didn't do that, and he kind of made a bad situation worse by just trying to toss it up against man coverage, which caused that interception. But I thought he was in command, it had good command of the offense throughout the day. We saw some of that in some inaccuracy issues that he had in Florida pop up. He threw the ball a little high, especially one incompletion to. Uh, Michael Pittman, in which he didn't get his front foot down and, and stable on the ground, which was a problem he had at Florida as well. But overall, I thought you know he he threw well in the short range. He hit a couple passes over the middle, and he had that beautiful pass to Alec Pierce in the corner, um, you know, which looked like he had no chance to get that ball in there. But he got that pass to Pierce with two hands on the ball, and he just couldn't complete it. Ted, when you look at uh, Anthony Richardson, and you mentioned the deficiency in terms of accuracy, I remember we had Bill Polian on the show about a year or two ago, and he said the most important criteria for him at quarterback was accuracy. Can his athleticism and his physical talent overcome sometimes the inaccuracy? And in this league, when you have one or two throws a game that can go for big plays, you just can't miss them. Overall, though, can the package offset where some of the misses will be? Yeah, I think you know we've seen in recent years quarterbacks uh, are able to provide so much for their offense in, in terms of uh, being able to move the ball and giving defenses a tough time with with their legs. I mean, we saw Justin Fields um, last year just carry that Bears offense. You know, they weren't winning games, but it wasn't because of the offense. Their offense was scoring points uh, when they started to run more read options. So it's it's a vital part of an NFL offense now. It, it's not a gimmick. Uh, defenses have to put in time to try to stop these option plays. And when they try to take away those option plays, they, they open up opportunities downfield where these quarterbacks can hit. So it, it basically gives them a runway for them to move the offense while they're learning the NFL game. And, and as far as Anthony Richardson's accuracy goes, I think, you know, in Florida, some of those issues were uh, because of his footwork. And I think, you know, with footwork and, and just, you could correct those things. And we, we've seen that happen with quarterbacks like Josh Allen with Jalen Hurts, where their accuracy did get better because their feet were calmer and, and they were able to work on those things with their private quarterback coaches in the off season. So I, I think Richardson's accuracy will get better. But I, I think that, like you said, uh, being able to run those option plays, give him some time to develop and improve while still um, being able to move the ball on offense. Ted Wynn here, Sharp Money, breaks down the NFL for The Athletic at FB underscore film analysis. I think you said it well on Twitter, CJ Stroud getting the David Carr experience. I think you could couple Bryce Young in with CJ as well because Young was completely under duress. Yeah, and that Panthers offensive line is supposed to be one of their strengths coming into the season. Uh, They have some good, young, talented players on that offensive line, but you know, I think that Jets' defensive line it can, can be overwhelming for a lot of teams, and I was, but I was surprised at how bad that Panthers' offensive line will look. I think they have the talent to get better, but they, they definitely need to improve, especially with uh, Bryce Young and his size. Uh, he, he should not be taking that many hits, and he will be playing a lot as rookie, obviously, since he's starting, and they, they have to do a better job protecting him. Ted, I know this is a little bit of an absurd statement. I thought if Bryce Young were 6'4 and 225, he's a Hall of Famer. But I got to tell you, watching him out there, our producer said it best. He looked like a high school kid. I don't know how this guy survives 17 games year after year. Yeah, it, it's going to be tough. And it's one of the drawbacks of 
you know, uh, of drafting, uh, drafting him, you know, uh, his scouting report is he, he's not very big, maybe uh, probably one of the smallest quarterbacks ever drafted. Uh, but I mean, when you watch his film and his ability to create and just his, his ability to quickly process and, and all those things, those are high level traits, but yeah, the size is a big drawback and, and they, they're going to have to do a better job protecting him because it's just unprecedented to see a quarterback that that small play in the NFL and you, you can't, uh, subject him to those type of hits. Ted, you said Sean Payton making sure the Broncos get the most out of Russ's contract. Uh, was last year an aberration, or has the talent dissipated for Russ Wilson? That, that was a bad joke on my part about him uh, getting the most out of his contract by playing him a, a ton in preseason. I got gotcha, you. Uh, but I, I got gotcha. you. I, I do. Th- I do think that uh, Sean Payton can improve on what we saw last year. I, I think they're going to put a heavy emphasis on r- power running the ball, power running, uh, make sure that Russ gets play action opportunities, half field reads, and just make things easier on him. I, I think at this point, they know they're not going to get that blue chip elite quarterback that they paid for, but they have to get more out of him. And, you know, they're going to have to do whatever it takes to try to get some production out of, out of their quarterback. Ted, we kind of have a split allegiance at our network in terms of the Atlanta Falcons. Tell me where you come down on them and what type of season you think they could have. It, it all depends on Desmond Ritter. And we don't know what we have in Desmond Ritter because he started so late in last season and he didn't really have, um, as many quality reps as you you want for a quarterback that's going to be starting year two with some talent around him. I, I think Arthur Smith is a very, very good play caller, very good play designer. Uh, I, I love the way they built their offense. They have a, they have a strong run blocking offensive line. Um, they have some really unique skill players with versatility like Bijan Robinson, uh, Kyle Pitts, and you know you know everybody jokes about Kyle Kyle Pitts. Uh, unproductive season last year but uh he, he was open a ton deep he just marcus mario couldn't hit him so it's going to be up to desmond ritter this year to 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 take advantage of those opportunities and to um really lead an offense that has a lot of potential and we don't know exactly what desmond ritter is yet um but if he plays at above average level i, I the falcons surprise could surprise some people next season ted sam howell I thought he started slowly, but improved. A beautiful pass to Jahan Dotson, who's going to be a stud. The offensive line, that's a question for the commanders, but what's your take overall on the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, he's another quarterback where we we don't know what we have because he didn't play much last year. Um, But I think that year where he was drafted, just watching his film, uh, you know, he he played on a very, very simplistic offense in in North Carolina. So it was going to be a big jump for him and he had his kind of red shirt year last year to, to pick up the offense but the physical skills are there he, he could run uh he has some arm talent so i i, I could see why the commanders like him but is, he's going to need experience and like i said it's gonna be a big jump running that north carolina offense to running a nfl offense against uh the type of defenses that he's going to see Ted, when you look around the league right now, who are some of the young quarterbacks? Because it seems like a mixture or array of guys that we think might be good, may not be good, that kind of stand out to you. And one I wanted to ask you in particular, Jordan Love. Yes, no, to be determined. To be determined. I, you know, I was, um, I was not a big Love fan um, when he was coming out of college. I didn't think he played too well in the preseason last year. I thought he was really inaccurate. Um, but 
uh, you know, that game he had against the Bengals was very encouraging. I thought he made some throws that only very, uh, very few quarterbacks could make. Uh, I thought he had good command of the offense, he, and I thought he was very accurate. So th- those were some encouraging signs. Um, he's playing in a good system uh, with some talent around him. Obviously, he has some young receivers in uh, Romeo D- Dubs and Christian Watson, but those guys are very talented and have to. They, I think they have potential to be one of the better uh, receiving duos in the league if they continue to develop. So Jordan Love has everything around him that he needs uh, to succeed, uh, but it, it's going to be up to him um, whether he's going to be able to handle NFL offenses, NFL blitzes, and things when uh, when those defenses get more complex. Um, so it, it's to be determined, uh, but I thought the uh, first preseason game, was very, he did some very encouraging things. Okay, Ted, thank you. Enjoy your work. Ted Wynn, the athletic NFL writer, film analyst. You can find some of the breakdowns on Twitter at FB underscore film analysis. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Okay, good job. Good booking there, big guy. He does a great job breaking down the NFL. When we return, we're going to transition back to college. Justin Wilcox and Cal, you're next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. That was an an outrageous (laughs) quote coming back from break from Dustin Sweetelson. He's laughing. Look at him because he even knows that was... That was deep. Football is ready to kick off, and VEASAN has everything you need to make this a successful season. Our college football betting guide features best bets from writers and on-air personalities, along with the team previews for all 133 FBS teams. Our NFL betting guide will help you tackle the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles on every team, including advanced stats. You get the proven betting systems, proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get our college football and NFL betting guide. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Breaking news coming in as we welcome you back. We're going to get to Cal. Talk a little college football in just a bit. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Ian Rappaport. The Patriots are expected to sign former Cowboy star Ezekiel Elliott to a one-year deal worth up to six mil after his successful free agent visit earlier in camp. Tom Pelissero reports some backfield help for New England and a new home for Zeke, who plans to rock his number 15 from college. Why would you sign Zeke Elliott when, am I wrong? Or is my man that just left Cleveland, Kareem Hunt, still available? I don't think maybe it was, this is probably an incentive-laden contract, and Hunt's probably looking for a little bit better deal. I also think that, um, I don't know, maybe Kareem Hunt wants to be a feature back. Well, Indianapolis, he'd be a backup, so I'm not sure what is he. He's a backup in New England. He's not better than Ramondre Stevenson right now. I like Stevenson, but I think you know, you know, as a running back, that you no longer have it when New England wants you in their backfield. Because he's going to join the likes of Ty Montgomery and Pierre Strong and J.J. Taylor and Kevin. Like, all they do is they go, instead of having one good running back, we're going to have four or five that stink in New England. The Zeke Elliott thing's hilarious. There has to be a guy that nobody's ever heard of that is markedly better than Zeke Elliott. He is terrible. (laughs) There is no burst. I mean, look, I, I don't know. As a Dallas guy, I'm all where you fall on him. And maybe... You have a soft spot in your heart for him after living there for so long and maybe covering him as well. Uh, but the past couple of years, I mean, it's just, it's not there. The burst isn't there. No, I agree with you. I never had the uh, opportunity to cover him, but I'll tell you what, Patrick, you're absolutely right. I, I Listen, I'm a huge fan of his because he had the uh, run through the heart of the South against Bama in the, uh, in the college football playoff game. But man, this guy, I mean, this guy looks like he belongs in a senior home based on the way he runs the football. I actually, there is nothing. I, this is a guy that was a state champion in Missouri uh, in the hundred meter dash. I mean, he looks like he's moving down the the road with a uh, walker. He was in Vegas like two weeks ago. I saw him. We were in next door dressing rooms at Destination XL. Wait, what? <laughs> I, what is that? It's a big and tall store because he's looking a little chunky these days. <laughs> yeah. He is. Um, I just the assumed it was a scheme, strip club. The ultimate ski mask move from Cabo. <laughs> Remember, Jerry thought that was the year, and they needed Zeke to come back. Zeke went to Cabo during training camp and just said, "Screw it, I'm just going to chill here." And the Joneses folded. Dustin, you're shaking your head. You remember, we used to do yeah. three hours a night on Zeke. We used to take calls, full lines on calls, just talking about Zeke, 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 Zeke. They have to sign him. They have to, I'm like, sign him? Are you insane? You're going to kill your cap for the next five, six years signing this guy? No, He's in Cabo Wabo. And I think your point, like, with all the wear and tear, there has to be some undrafted rookie out there without any wear and tear that can give you much more than Zeke Elliott at this point. It's like, would you rather have a Mercedes-Benz with a patched-up transmission and, a, and an engine on, like, three cylinders or a new Honda Accord that you can drive into the ground? It's not as sexy as the other one. doesn't have all the marketability, but it's going to be way more better as a daily driver. Patrick, that's an incredible analogy by Dustin. Here's way why more better is a great line. Well, the reason why it's such a great... A lot of that I could, I could kind of comb through, but we'll keep going. But the reason why it's a great analogy is because most people would take the broken down Mercedes because they're idiots. Because they care right. what other people in traffic think about them. And that's exactly what Zeke is. He's a broken down Mercedes. He's going to cost too much to repair. And he, you know what? That Honda's going to get you from point A to point B just the same way. Three cylinders. 
the big guy. <laughs> Wait, what four, four, so four, on the so Cordy's going to be four to six, depending on where you're going. So the Patriots are expected to sign Zeke Elliott. Okay, good luck with that. I, I have a feeling we'll be clowning that move. How about this? I just re- I brought up a random running back that's on the Packers roster right now that played at Central last year, Lou Nichols, yeah. who's fine in the MAC. Well, there's no chance Zeke could even hold Lou Nichols' jock, and you don't know Lou Nichols' family's like you're on the Packers, so <laughs> like that's what I'm saying here. You're signing this dude with the potential to make six mil. Well, only only I'll say in his defense is this is a guy that's a two-time league rushing champion. He's had some success. There's no question about it, but I think it's well past his prime. Yeah, he's a buster. (laughs) Big guy. Big guy went from the double XL to the car analogy. That was a tour de force of analogies right there. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And again, you wouldn't be working with us if you were better at one thing. And that is driving a car, correct? Yeah, driving a car, speaking. There's a few things. I mean, I won't list all of them here, but driving a car, I would definitely be a professional race car driver. Okay. I was told he couldn't handle stick shift. Well, no, someone else usually helps me out with that. See, just always one step too far. We knew. Amal said it. You could have left it. Anywho... Job security's good. Dustin may not have it after today's show, but Justin Wilcox does. <laughs> hey oh! Cal, expected to be better this year. Win total over at DraftKings set at five. Um, year seven for Wilcox. Who does he know? Who does he have pictures of? He went four and eight last year. He's lucky to get a seventh year. Cal should be better. Where's Tedford? New offensive makeover. This is what coaches do when they're grasping. You know what we're going to do? Completely make over and change our philosophy on offense. So they bring in the old Texas State head coach, Jake Spavital. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but Spavitel, I do know he runs yeah. a fast. Yeah, Spavital runs a fast, up-tempo offense. Um, again. I remember, I think he was at Cal before Wilcox got there. Year. Yeah, that's right. And he ran a great offense. So the guy knows how to run an offense. TCU transfer. I think Jackson's going to play quarterback. Um, you know, the vets are some, a, a base of wide receiver vets. The offensive line has to be better. We'll start with the offense and Wilcox here, Amal. Well, you know, we're not going to need to spend much time on it because this offense was non existent last year. Spavitel comes in. He's part of that um, Kevin Sumlin, those guys over at AM. He's a guy that's gotten some opportunities. You mentioned he was at Texas State for four years, gets run out of. Uh, there now he's got an opportunity here to kind of resurrect his career a little bit. But I tell you what, Patrick, I- I'm not a big fan of this team. They've gotten to the transfer portal for the quarterback position. A lot of question marks. Sam Jackson could be the potential starter. He comes in from TCU. You've got Ben Finley in from NC State. I got to tell you, they couldn't find somebody walking around the campus in Berkeley. I mean, these are stiffs left, right, and center. This program is going nowhere fast. You mentioned it. Wilcox's defense have struggled continuously at times. Uh, even though he's given this nod of being a great defensive coach. He's had one good year, one bowl win, two bowl appearances. You mentioned the 4-8 and eight last year, I think, 5-7 and seven the year before that, 1-3 and three in the COVID-shortened year. I don't get why this guy continues to be given opportunities. Um, I think this will be the final year. I think, uh, I think it's a $3.75 million buyout after this year. So bye-bye, Justin Wilcox. How are you good or exemplary or known to be at one thing 
and that's defense. Yep. And last year, he gave up 429 yards per game. He had no pass rush. The pass D was horrific as well. Had the hit to transfer for. It feels like the one thing you would do is recruit on defense and play a good brand of defense. I have no clue how Wilcox is still there at Cal, big guy. At 46 years old, I'm going to tell you who Justin Wilcox is going to become after he is fired following another bad season at Cal. So he played at Oregon. He also coached at Washington, coached at USC, and obviously at Cal. He is the future Kevin Steele of the former Pac-12. He is going to bounce around a program every couple years as a hired gun. One year will be good. One year will be bad. He will capitalize when the year is good and leave for something bigger and better. That's what he's going to be because everyone seems to think he is a defensive guru. And he's had some success over the years, but I think the hype train behind Justin Wilcox has slowed down a lot over the last couple of years. It, It definitely has, but I'm going to tell you, I take umbrage with the notion that you would even reference even Justin Wilcox being as bad as Kevin Steele. Guys, Kevin Steele, in my mind, can never be given credit for anything. They had the 7-3 lead against UNLV. Instead of taking a knee at the end of the game, he decides to push the ball into the end zone. They fumble it. UNLV goes 99 to the house to win the game. And they asked him post-game, what were you trying to do? He goes, you were trying to build momentum. I thought winning football games builds momentum. Two bull appearances in six seasons, one win? What PR this guy has. <laughs> Wilcox. Who Unbelievable. He He'll be unemployed for Ooh. five minutes. <laughs> That's the old, which, which Ryan was that? That's my uh, favorite Rob. quote of all time. Rob. Rob Ryan was fired from the Saints. And his quote was, whatever, I'll be unemployed for like five minutes. <laughs> it's the greatest quote ever. Aaron Halterman joins us next. <laughs> Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.